0: This should not stop you from going about your life. Should not stop you from going to Chinatown and going out to eat. I'm going to do that today myself.
1: Just black and white.
0: Come
2: to Chinatown. Here we are. We're, again, careful, safe, and come join us. This
0: is the truth.
2: There's really no need to panic and to avoid activities
0: that we always do as New Yorkers. We are a people. This is Danny Land. Exactly what it is. It's Danny Land. It's Oh, yeah. My name is Danny Chekolinski. I'm your host. It's Danny Land. 90% of the world is stupid. You are part of the 10%. Lockdown. How's it feel, huh? Come to you from the dungeon. That's my basement here in Willoughby, Ohio. Willoughby being 20 miles east of downtown Cleveland. Yeah, it's getting kind of weird. Oh uh, we have that. Uh, we here's what happened. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. I hope you spread the word. What we do here is we talk about things that are. It's all about honesty, all right. It's all about black and white. There is no gray. A little beer helps every now and then. Coors Light. Oh my God, I'm running out of cash. Uh all right. Chair squeaks. Apologize about that. Ten more days of mandatory lockdown here in Ohio. And that's it for me gotta play by the rules of the uh, US constitution and bill of rights after that my friends I'm not dying in fear in my basement with a pair of granny patties over my face life moves fast it flies by waste yeah i got to be honest with you I've-, I've wasted enough time in my life on my own the government is not going to be wasting <laughs> any more Critics of this podcast, there's a lot, by the way, they've called me radical, but here's the thing, I'm not radical, I'm a realist, want me to, they want me to shut up, imagine that, tell you what, I'm only going to speak louder, let me tell you about my Friday night, okay, it was a reunion of friends of mine, dear friends, and I don't have a lot of friends, I don't have a lot of close people in my life, I got my family, I got a couple of other people, and that's about it, all right? Reunion of my friends from 1997. Now, in November 1997, I took the job as uh, the lead, uh, the anchor, main guy at WMMS here in Cleveland, rock station. Station I grew up listening to. It, it really was a dream come true. Corey and DC—they were on the show. Uh, I'm talking about the guys are at the uh, the thing on Friday night. Corey and DC and, and Bob. Bob, well, he did have a connection to radio. He worked for the uh, the Indians and then in the Lubberjacks, and that's how he came in uh, in our circle. Okay. Uh, fast forward, it's going to be twenty three years, like I said in November. Corey's now a regional manager for a major sports bar, and he's back here in Cleveland. Now, DC went into banking. Bob's still in marketing. Okay, and it was kind of like you know, kind of like a, a scene from Stand By Me. Corey, me, Bob—we're not married, no kids. DC, of course, yeah. DC's got, uh, you got three. Oldest is fifteen. Bob has. Uh, Bob's, uh, did I mention Bob's 64? Corey DC, 52. I'm going to be 56. Bob's fought and beaten cancer. Cancer, man. So, anyhow, um, we drank beer at Corey's house, had some cigars, burned wood from uh, 5 o'clock in the evening until midnight. We, <laughs> I'll tell you what, we would have burned down the neighbor's fence if Corey would have let us. And. and, and my, my, my message here is, uh, once again, you got to make uh, every day count. Don't let your day be just another day. Cherish those special moments. wasn't, it's more than just a fire. It was three good friends, bonding, laughing, looking back, being thankful for life. Uh, on Facebook, it's the uh, best way to get a hold of me on Facebook. It's uh, Radio Danny, Radio Danny. On um, on Facebook, All right, let's get it uh, let's get it going here. So I guess the big thing is this uh, disinfectant uh, quote that Trump said to Dr. Uh, Burks. Are you familiar with this during one of their uh, their updates there?
2: Right, and then I see the disinfectant where it knocks it out in a minute, one minute. And is there a way we can do something like that uh, by injection inside or? or almost a cleaning, because you see it gets on the lungs, and it does a tremendous number of the lungs. So it would be interesting to check that, so that you're going to have to use medical doctors with. But it sounds it sounds interesting to me. So we'll see. But the whole concept of the light, the way it kills it in one minute, that's uh, that's pretty powerful.
0: All right, all right, it up, okay. Here we go. The media spun this. They did. Not the brightest thing that Trump ever said. I'll get into that here in a second, okay? But the media spun it. They said he was telling people to inject bleach. He didn't say that, okay? Go back, listen to it. He said, is there, is there. He didn't say do this. Is there, that's a question. Do this, that's an order. Like I said, it's not the brightest thing to say. It just sounded like, you know, uh, this is where Trump gets in trouble, right? Right? Sounded like it was just processing externally. I do that a lot, too. I, I take it in, and it just comes out, and it's, oh, that's a problem. Yeah, I, but I'm thinking to myself, look, if you want to inject bleach, I mean, have at it. I'll, you can direct Radio Danny on Facebook. Let me know. Give me an address. I'll come over. I'll bring a fucking syringe. We've got a population problem. I mean, let's, homeless problem. You can Use the room. So then they asked uh, Brett Bear, he's uh, one of the conservative uh, hosts on Fox News, well, you know, he, he was there, he saw it, because they spun it, they being the Trump people, saying that Trump was being sarcastic. What did Brett have to say
1: about those comments that he made last night about injections of disinfectants he says he was being sarcastic by posing a question to reporters he claims that he did not ask medical experts to look into it he was simply asking a sarcastic question what's your thought on that
2: well that's not how it looked in the briefing and not not how it came across uh, in the briefing what's you know, problematic for this president is that sometimes he goes on these riffs and when you're dealing with medical uh, things, statements, uh, when you're riffing from a podium, riffing. sometimes that works great on other topics uh, <laughs> when Cupid. politics comes into play. But when riffing about possible uh, cures or treatments, uh, it didn't seem like it was coming off as sarcastic when he was talking and turning to Dr. Burks.
0: I guess you could tell I wasn't wearing a mask. I wasn't social uh, distancing there when I sneezed and I apologized. I and again, I agree. I mean, it wasn't sarcasm. I mean, the pre- the president, he's sarcastic a lot. He was uh, he was thinking out loud and and when you got 53,000 dead Americans, you probably you probably shouldn't do that. Again, if you're new to the podcast, name is Danny Chekolinsky. I'm a libertarian. I'm not on board with everything that Trump does or says. He makes mistakes, and that was a mistake. Uh, moving on. Oh. Then there's the brilliant Trump that uses the current situation to brand Joe Biden as a as a loser. And
2: I watched a couple of interviews and I say, "Oh, I look forward to this." I can't tell you what's going to happen. We have a sleepy guy in a basement of a house that the press is giving a free pass to who doesn't want to do debates because of COVID. And lots of things are happening, right? And I watched a couple of interviews, and I say, oh, I look forward to this. But they're keeping him sheltered because of the coronavirus. And he's not moving around. He's not moving too much.
0: (laughs) I got to play this. I gotta... We hold these truths to be self-evident. Yeah. All men and women created by... Go, you know, the, you know the thing. You know the thing. All right, here's the thing, okay? I I'm, I don't have a college degree, but I'm pretty fucking brilliant, all right? I think three months down the road. Are we going to be back to normal? Vegas? Disneyland? What about uh, political conventions? Zoom, Zoom isn't going to solve... Uh, Corruption on a, on, a, on a convention. Delay the election? Trump's going to get blamed for that. And another, yeah, let's be honest here. In a month, Americans could be, uh, they could be fighting other Americans. You know, Americans in masks could be fighting Americans in flags in the middle of the street. We, well, we're going to play baseball? Be honest with me. Come on. New Year's Eve. Times Square. Things aren't going to be the same. Come on. Have you, have you looked around? I'll be honest with you. You've been inside the grocery stores. Take a look inside the, the guy next to you. Look at that cart there. Do you realize what an unhealthy nation we are? Cigarettes, fried food, chips, pizza, alcohol, lottery tickets. Welcome to America. <laughs> Alexandria orcasio Cortez, uh, I'm going to line up my AOC drops here. Yeah, is that a joke, baby?
1: The whole thing is a joke.
0: Okay, I think we're ready. Uh, Alexandria Garcia cortez wants us all to live in a... <laughs> I mean, she, she wants us to, to stay home. She doesn't, doesn't want us to go back to work. Just live in your basement. 26 million people out of work right now. And she wants you without a job to stay home. There's a lot that we could be doing right now. But ultimately, the,
1: I think when we talk about this idea of reopening society, you know, only in America does the president, when the president tweets about liberation, does he mean go back to work? When we, you know, have this discussion about going, going back or reopening, I think a lot of people should just say no. We're not going back to that. We're not going back to working 70-hour weeks just so that we could put food on the table and not even feel any sort of semblance of security in our lives.
0: Yeah, why would we want to put food on the table? We could drive up somewhere and have somebody put it in the back of your trunk for free. Look, here's the deal. People want to go back to work. You work to get money for food in your family. Where were you? Did you not pay attention in class? For America to survive, we have to go back to work. She, AOC, wants you to stay at home and depend on the government. Are you seeing this? It's right there. You're feeding off the government. What is it? You feed off that swine. You become dependent. You become reliant on big government. Meanwhile... That bartender's still raking in 174k a year, no matter who, or how many of you, don't have jobs. What do you say to that, AOC? Um. Yeah, was I right? Um. Are you a communist? <laughs> Are you a communist? Um. Okay, good. It's a joke, baby.
1: The whole thing is a joke.
0: Then this bird brain, AOC went on a podcast hosted by a man going by the moniker of... Hold on a second, I gotta write it down. Jesus Christ, I need a sip of an adult beverage here. Mm. She went on a podcast hosted by a man going by the moniker of Fat Joe. Yeah, you can only, you can only imagine the exhilarating content and... Uh, in this exchange, here we go. There's
2: three things you can do. Mm-hmm. You can vote for Trump. Mm-hmm. You can vote for Biden, mm-hmm. or you can not vote at all. Mm-hmm. Who are you going to vote for?
1: In November, I'm going to be voting for Joe Biden. That's what. <laughs> that's what I'm going to be doing.
2: That's what I'm gonna oh, be doing. Oh, I love that AOC. I love that. I love. I love. I love that. That you know.
0: Good so th- th- is sure. this the first time you said you're voting for Biden? or?
2: I mean, I've been saying this whole time that we got to support the Democratic nominee. All
0: right, here's the thing, okay? I'm going to make a sweeping generalization here, and I'm probably right because rarely am I wrong. When you're known as Fat Joe, it's probably because of your weight. And by listening to that content that I was forced to l- listen to, he would never be called Smart Joe. The man, Fat Joe, incapable of putting together a sentence a fourth grader would utter during a tantrum. All right, while you get me going, have you listened to your... uh, uh, By the way, who are you, sir? I'm 10 Minutes in the Future spokes guy. Oh, okay. Nice to see you. Have you you listened to your favorite FM station lately? (laughs) It's tough, isn't it? Yeah. Now, with the exception, let me go off on a little tangent here. With the exception, I, there's a few shows out there that that they're smart. They got it. They they can communicate. Few and far between. But basically, it's painful. You got a bunch of wacky funsters that used to have eating contests on the radio. Now, try and talk about something that truly is important. Something you realize... Or I, or I should say somehow, somehow you realize that, you know, the skirt in the dirt doesn't mean a damn thing to anybody with a freaking brain. Look at how times are changing, my friends. We may be looking for for pork chops in a week. I'm sorry, but uh, fuck you and what the real housewives are doing. No, oh, by the way, nobody's got a radio at home. Nobody's driving around. That would be, a, I would think, that would be a problem for the radio industry. I got a podcast, and by the way, I do this for me and for you, the listener. I'm not getting paid for this. I pay to upload it to the internet and the worldwide web of information. So it it is an expense for me. I enjoy it. I can say what I want, and at least you know how I I truly feel. Sip. Dennis Milder was on Hannity Friday. And he had um, Nancy Pelosi in his sights.
2: Well, I always wonder what's wrong with her. Now I think it might be brain freeze. I, I think yes. she's eaten that too fast. And she, she, she never shuts up. It's just occasionally you have to hood her like a falcon so you can get some sleep at night. And, Sean, do you want to know the difference between Pelosi and that freezer? <laughs> Yeah. When Pelosi opens her mouth, the
0: light doesn't go on.
2: That's oh.
0: the difference. Yeah. Excuse me. What about time, Nancy? You I'm talking about, talk about
2: time? Because everything is about time. Thomas Paine, now are the t- these are the times that try men's souls, The times have found us. Again and again. Even even our poets. of uh, Longfellow. Remember, listen, my children, and you will
0: hear the Midnight Ride of Paul Revere. I can't take it anymore. The Democrats, you know what they do? They just mumble. Biden mumbles, Pelosi mumbles. It's all about mumbling. All right, let me go back to uh, Pelosi. Here's the thing, all right? I mean, when when you get older, you're going to realize that's okay. Like I said, I'm going to be 56 coming up in May. I was an idiot. I'm I'm so far behind. I'm probably about maybe 33 in, in real people years So unless I live to 90, I'm never going to get it freaking right. But the older you get, I'll be 56 in May. The older you get, the smarter you get. You get better instincts. And it's because here's the thing. You were burned. You were lied to. Your heart was broken. A combination of all the aforementioned. And because of that, within about 30 seconds, within about 30 seconds, I could tell if somebody's full of shit. It's probably because I got this far in life being a professional bullshitter. Nancy Pelosi likes and cares about her and her power base, and that's it, my friends. She's a bad person. All right, you want to know what it's like uh, for people on medical marijuana? Here in Ohio on lockdown. Physical
1: distancing precautions have changed how people shop for basically everything, right, including medical marijuana. That's right. Ohio's medical marijuana patients are often some of the most at risk because of serious medical conditions. In this News 5 original, Kevin Barry explains how rules have changed to help them out. The rules. Medical marijuana dispensaries are designed to be incredibly secure with multiple locked doors, ID verification, even security cameras all over the property before you can get into the area where the medical marijuana is kept but with coronavirus social distancing precautions trying to stop the spread of the coronavirus, dispensaries now are allowed to do curbside pickup ah. as if you were ordering groceries or takeout. Kathy Malicote says when she went to pick up her medical marijuana at a dispensary allowing curbside pickup. It's just a couple more extra steps but it really went very smoothly. It's one of three big changes Ohio's Board of Pharmacy is allowing dispensaries to make during the coronavirus outbreak. First, orders can be placed over the phone. Uh-huh. Second, medical marijuana products can be picked up and paid for in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And third, the board has simplified rules about how much medical marijuana patients can buy at a time.
0: All right, there you go. How ironic when I heard that story, especially the last part of the story. I thought to myself, Yeah, well, I usually order my marijuana on the phone as well. However, the last time I did curbside pickup, it was in a bar parking lot. Well, it was three in the afternoon. Now it's delivered to my house. No mask, no problems. All right, come on, what's going on? Can we just legalize shit? Can we legalize it already? I can't even keep up. It's okay in Seattle. It's fine. What, is, it, is it fine in Vegas? You buy it in Vegas? No, you can't buy it in Vegas. Oh, you buy it in Colorado. Oh, don't cross the state line because it's illegal there. But if you can all make it all the way to Illinois, it's fine there. And then you go up to Michigan, it's fine there. Don't come into Ohio unless you get a card. Are you kidding me? I got a Vietnam vet down my street growing stuff 10 times as strong as the government is selling. He's doing it in his basement. Doing it for free. By the way, he's also growing some basil, tomatoes, and dill weed. How about that, huh? Unbelievable. We got time for one more thing. Cleveland Browns, uh, well, the NFL draft was on a well, start on Thursday night. As you know, I'm a big Browns fan, big sports fan. I know my stuff. Did sports talk radio. You can tell how smooth and... <coughs> excuse me over here. I say smooth. You know, all of a sudden, my pancreas flies across the freaking room. I need that. If it was a kidney, it would just regenerate, but I need that pancreas. Where'd it go? All right, I'll get it. Let me just close the podcast. Get my pancreas. Jedrick Willis, right tackle out of Alabama. That's who we got. The Browns of the first round. Selection number 10. i tell you a little bit about this kid. I say kid, he's 20 years old. He's six foot, freaking five, 320 pounds. You kidding me? When you're 20, that's going to make you a millionaire. When you're 55, uh, that's going to make you a nice corpse. Uh, Joe Thomas, uh, former left tackle for the Cleveland Browns, he retired a couple years ago, future Hall of Famer. Good guy. He's got a good uh, media persona. He's got a podcast and stuff. He's been on TV. Yeah, it's good. So, anyhow, they filmed him watching the Browns make the selection. This is the guy that he wanted.
1: With the 10th pick in the 2020 NFL draft, the Cleveland Browns select Kendrick. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> We're going to the Super Bowl!
0: Yeah. Are we? I, I I don't know. Again, I think three months down the road here. By the way, this kid soon to be a millionaire. He, uh, he's he got to switch over to left tackle here. Let me uh, make this uh, simple. He's played right tackle since high school. Now, if you don't know anything about it, it's a completely opposite position here. So what you need, you need something. I don't know anything about the kid, his background, education. It's got to be smart, got to be a quick learner. Six foot five, 320, I know you're freaking big and shit, but, I mean, we're talking about the NFL. It's only, it's only going to get you so far. Super Bowl, Joe Thomas. Is there going to be a Super Bowl? I don't know. They're talking about playing games in and, and, and a stadium and, and, you know, with no fans. I mean, what is that? That's like, you know, having a high school party and you got two kegs of beer and you left invitations everywhere on, and nobody showed. You're stuck there. Yeah, listening to a Drake CD. Yeah, rolling uh, poodles out of blown up balloons alone with a Genesee keg. I don't know. I'm sounding like Robert Blake already. Shut up. Anyhow, games in front of those. it's no excitement. My question is how. One more thing here. One more thought. How can you tackle? How can you tackle and have social distancing? How does that work? Why not just play flag football? People are not going to accept this. Trust me. The fuse is lit. All right, we're done. I need a favor. I need you to tell one person about the podcast. And I appreciate John Higgins, you crazy dude. Forward it to you got like, I don't know, like special interest groups. I, I don't know what you got. I don't even want a nose on your mail list, all right? But put me on it and send this podcast on Facebook page, Twitter. I don't know. Malicious, who cares? So, all right, be careful. We'll make it to the uh, end of the week. Be safe, and uh, thanks for uh, listening. I do appreciate it so much. You have just experienced the truth. And I love all people,
2: rich or poor, but in those particular positions, I just don't want a poor person. Does that make sense?
0: Make sure to tune in again to Danny Land. They will
2: be met. With fire and fury, like the world has never seen. Be Danny's Facebook friend at Radio Danny.
1: He'll be sure to send you pictures of his
2: wang. Rocket Man is on a suicide mission for himself.